welcome to the Blooming Podcast. I'm Annabelle Ingleton and I'm your host. This is a show that focuses on all things healing, growth, and transformation. From modalities to the best books, possibly some resources you've never heard about, and the best and new experiential therapies, products, and services that really offer true change and relief. We're talking emotionally, physically, and mentally, brain, body, and soul. I'm sharing with you the best in the healing industry. We're having conversations with therapists, coaches, healers, and entrepreneurs. I'm also going to be sharing with you interviews with my clients, people that have coached with me in my coaching practice, whether it be men and women in my one-on-one program, Trauma to Triumph, or women in my group coaching program, Bloom. I'm going to be pulling back the curtain so you can get all the behind the scenes details about where they started, what their biggest struggles were, what we did together, and how their life is different now. Was it worth it? All the ups and downs. And we're just going to get really honest about how this work made a big difference in their lives. So if you're ready for some honest conversations, painful truths, helpful information, and real practical tools that actually work, you're in the right place. Let's get going and welcome. Hi, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Blooming Podcast. We went a little quiet for a couple weeks there, and it was much needed. Uh, I was going to make some filler episodes for you guys, but I decided not to. So um, you guys got a little bit of a break. But you know what's so cool is even when I don't record episodes, there's always thousands of downloads. <laughs> I always get emails like to for the weekly download. And it's always so cool to see how many um, of you guys still listen to the podcast and listen to old episodes. It's just great. And I hope they serve you. I hope it's like if, if a week goes by and you guys don't get an episode from me, you guys can just listen to some old ones. And I was going to post one, but I was like, they're big girls. They're big. They're big boys. You guys can figure it out on your own. So welcome back. We are in, let's see, it's November Bloom, you guys, I have to say this before, is launching. Bloom is opening enrollment in just a couple more weeks. December 6th, we're opening the doors. I'm so freaking excited. I cannot wait for you guys to hear some of the women's experiences that have been in Bloom. I'm going to have, I think, one or two podcast episodes. Of, I'm going to interview some of these women and I'm going to let you guys know what they think about the experience so you guys can just kind of hear what they think. Um, you know, I'll be doing all the things all everywhere on Instagram, everywhere, whenever I have a launch. So you guys will be able to hear directly from them what their experiences is and just all the things. So I'm really excited about that. But if you're not on the wait list, get on it now because I want to warn you guys, or I should not even say warn. I should just say like prepare you guys. I'm having a big Black Friday sale. I do not do this. I think I did a Black Friday sale when I was a baby coach back couple years ago, like in 2019, 2020, I forget when, and I have not done one since. And I want to do one. This may be the last one, but we'll see. But if you're on the wait list, you will get access to what everybody actually, it's not just a wait list, but I am going to see if I throw in a little something extra for the wait list, but there's a big Black Friday sale. So only 24 hours, midnight, Thanksgiving night. So you're going to want, I'll prepare you guys. You guys, if you follow me on Instagram, if you follow me everywhere, I'll be talking about it incessantly, I'm sure. So um, just prepare yourselves. If you're already ready, you've been waiting for me to open enrollment. 
you're going to want to take advantage of the sale for Black Friday. Okay, so that's what November 25th, I want to say. So get it, get ready. And then Bloom opens like actual enrollment December 6th through the 11th. So only five days. I will let you guys know that you guys can join right away. I think there's a lot of women who have been waiting. I've been getting so many DMs from you guys. So I know a lot of you guys are already ready to join. Um, but I mean, I'm going to be doing clarity calls for any of you guys that want to just know a little bit more. Um, I will be giving you guys the option. But if you're already ready and you know that you've been waiting for Bloom, you didn't get in on the first one, first round, you're ready to get, come in now. You guys are going to be able to buy the moment cart opens on December 6th access the program immediately, all the things. Okay, that's enough about Bloom because you guys will hear me talk about it incessantly. <laughs> so anyway, so this week's episode, let's see, you guys are going to be listening to this on November 9th and we're going to be talking about the truth about your comfort zone. This episode is, you know, I feel like I've talked about this before, but when I was writing it, I was like, you know what? I literally haven't given this example, so I don't think People have heard me explained it, explain it in this concept or in this way, because I do talk about like being safe, right? I talked about being in your self-checkion and, and I think I, cause I talk about that so much. I haven't really explained what it means to be in your comfort zone. And this, this episode was really inspired by the women in bloom. Some of my coaches or some of my clients that I've been working with too, because I've noticed that even though sometimes we're doing a lot of work right? Maybe you're in therapy. Maybe you're in coaching. Maybe you're in, you know, whatever it is that you're doing to like work out all of the things from your brain and body. There also needs to be a, a big component of healing is creating disconfirming experiences. So it's understanding why you've changed and why you're normally not like why now things feel a little harder for you. Maybe this isn't the case for everybody, but for some people, certain areas feel harder, right? And so when they feel hard, they feel uncomfortable when they feel uncomfortable or they feel painful or just frightful or whatever word it is. Um, let's take that word out, frightful. You're not going to be as compelled to move forward. And so what we, our, your brain tells you is like, that's scary. It, it's a threat. Don't do it. But the thing about not moving forward with the thing you actually want is you don't get the results that doing that thing will offer you. And so you miss out on wonderful result that would have came if you would have done the thing that felt uncomfortable. And I get it. It doesn't feel good to be in discomfort, but I was talking to one of my clients earlier this, what was it? Maybe a couple of weeks ago. And I told her the cost of success is discomfort. And I really believe that to my core because most things that come from doing difficult things, like the result that comes from doing things that feel really uncomfortable it's always a thing that it feels so good. It feels, you feel so confident and, you know, pride and just all these amazing, you feel strong. You, you trust yourself. There's so many good things that come from doing hard things, but hard things are hard. And that's why we don't want to do them because there's just like, it's going to bring up either pain while doing them, or we think bad things will happen if we do do them. Or when you do them, a lot of times there's the pain of patience, right? So sometimes like, let's say you're an entrepreneur and you're starting to put yourself out there. And putting yourself out there means making offers, you know, creating content, going live, um, just putting out, like talking about the value that you offer, how great you are as an entrepreneur, whether it's a product or a service. And you have to like talk about you all the time and say, hey, this is really valuable. The work I offer is really great and it will change your life or this product is really great. It's gonna help you. And 
when no one says yes right away, that can feel really painful and uncomfortable. And sometimes, not even sometimes, most of the time, you have to wait. Like those people who get success out right off the bat, man, y'all are lucky. And you know what I will say? I got kind of lucky in the beginning. It didn't take that long for me. Actually, I lied. It did take a long time for me. I What I did though was I offered free coaching for 10 weeks to 10 women. So imagine, that's such a long time. I had 100 hours of coaching under my belt after I did that because I wanted to get my name out there. I wanted to feel a lot of confidence in my coaching, but um, I didn't get paid for probably maybe within six weeks of doing it. Someone was like, I actually want to pay you for this. And I was like, ah, I'm a paid coach. But for a lot of you, if you're self-employed or if you have to do something that feels really uncomfortable and the results are delayed, that feeling of waiting, the delay feels really, really uncomfortable. So no one likes to feel that. And so we decide, what do we end up doing? You stay in your comfort zone. You stay in the normal stuff. You stay in your old life. You stay in doing the same things that you did. What happens when you just continue doing the same old things, thinking the same old thoughts, feeling the same emotions, not doing anything new? You get the same result, the same life. Nothing changes. So you stay safe. You stay comfortable, but you also don't get any change. And the change could be really spectacular. So that's that's really one of the main truths about what happens in your comfort zone. You stay safe. So there's a lot of familiarity in the comfort zone. There's a lot of, there's a lack of change. There's normalcy. There's comfort, right? They don't call it the comfort zone for no reason. You don't experience discomfort. I call it the discomfort zone. Like I really do believe that trying new things is the discomfort zone. Why? Because you feel a lot of freaking discomfort in waiting for the thing to happen, in rejection when the thing doesn't happen when you want it to, when rejection, when someone actually says no to you and rejects your offer or whatever thing that you're doing. Uh, maybe you apply for a job and you don't get it and it could feel like it's just such a letdown, especially the expectation of possibly getting it. And it feels really bad. It feels crappy. No one wants to feel that. No one wants to um, experience the the loss that you basically feel, even though you didn't have it, right? If you're planning on it, it does feel like a loss. And that's, it's not lost to me that that feels really uncomfortable. It's, it's sad. It feel, it literally can feel like you, someone took something away from you, even though you didn't have it because you could be planning for it, right? Could be excited about it. And I had an experience last week on one of the Bloom coaching calls and we were talking about creating what I call disconfirming experiences. So when you create a disconfirming experience, you basically do the thing that feels really difficult that you don't want to do, right? Ask the person out on a date, break up with them, leave the job, start a new job, go to school, buy the house, something that just feels like it's like big, bigger than you, right? And it's it opens you up for something really great and new, but it also, because it's new, it feels uncomfortable. And the belief could be that if I do this, it's not going to work. If I do this, I'm going to get hurt. If I do this it's just going to set me back or it's going to be really expensive or whatever it is. And that can be the thing that keeps you from doing it. So what I help my clients do in Bloom is we we say we're going to lead ourselves, lead those parts that are a little scared. And we being self, self-led, self being self from our higher self, we lead those parts and say, listen, I'm going to guide you. I'm going to drive the car now. Let me drive. Trust me. Let's do it. And let's just see what happens. So we have an experience that disconfirms the belief that they had of, it's not going to work or we're going to get hurt. And those things are you're entering the discomfort zone when you're putting yourself in a situation for the good thing to happen. But it also just feels really uncomfortable. Right. So I was talking to the women in bloom last week and someone said, well, one of the reasons I don't do it is because 
I don't want to let myself down if it doesn't happen. Or I don't want to get my hopes up. So instead, I just don't do it. And I thought, oh my gosh, like that makes so much sense. First of all, I can, I see that. Like if I do it and it doesn't happen, I'm going to get let down. So instead, I just don't do it because I don't want to live with the potential of getting let down. You also don't get the opportunity to see if it did work and feel the effects of that. And I was explaining to them how being in the discomfort zone, it is uncomfortable, right? It may not work. You could have doubt. You could turn out a bad way. But I honestly really, really believe that if you want it, you won't stop until you get it. So you don't have the chance of it not coming true. Like it's going to happen. You're not even going to have like a what if. It's like, no, I'm going to try and try and try until I make it happen. And I know that's for me, that's what I do, right? Not before. I used to believe the same thing. Like, oh my gosh, what if someone says no? Or what if someone rejects me or whatever? And so it kept me from expanding my life. And I was not happy where I was. So I want to give you guys an example or just like draw a picture for you of what your comfort zone looks like. So you guys have heard me talk about giving you guys kind of the example of being in the Serengeti in like the desert or something and a tiger coming for you. And that's when you go into like fight or flight response, right? And it's really scary. Well, I want you to picture being in the discomfort zone is being in fight or flight. It's being in a, in a stress response, right? And most don't want to do that. And so they just opt out. But let's think of the example of being in the Serengeti. So you're minding your own business, chilling, and all of a sudden you see a freaking cheetah and it is running right towards you. And makes sense. You would freak out. You'd get scared. So you have a couple of choices, right? Fight, flight, or freeze. And let's say in this instance, you run away because you want to try to outrun it. And so you run and try your hardest. So you're now in a survival state, right? You are running, running, running. All you're thinking about is I have to survive. I am fighting for my life, right? I'm running for my life. So you're running, running, the cheetah kind of getting close. You can feel it. You can hear its footsteps behind you. And let's say it grabs you and it grabs you by the leg. Maybe it like it's able to like grab you with its paw or something. You're kind of struggling with it. You fall and it manages to kind of bite your leg, but you kick it in its face and you get away. You hurt it enough where it stopped. You manage to get up and you run away and you're running and running and it's still trying to get you. And you manage to like see a cave somewhere and up ahead. And you're like, I'm going to, if I can make it, I'm going to hide in that cave. And you manage to like hide behind a tree, some bushes, whatever. And then you get into the cave and the cheetah runs right past you, doesn't see you and you're safe. You're in the cave. You literally outrun it, ran it and you're now safe. Well, you're safe in the cave. Adrenaline's rushing. Oh my gosh, I'm safe. I'm okay. Cheetah didn't get me. You look down, pants are ripped. You have a big gash on your leg. You're bleeding. You're in pain. But all you can think of is like, I'm safe. I'm okay. Well, say a couple hours pass and you're just hanging out in the cave because you're like, Where the, this cheetah is probably somewhere around here. I got to stay in here, right? So you stay in the cave, hanging out a couple hours more, more, a couple hours pass, fall asleep, wake up. I don't know who, however many hours later, it's nighttime now, still in the cave. When you're in that cave, guys, picture yourself, you are in, you're safe, right? You're totally safe in there. But imagine staying in that cave for days, for week, for month, for years, Because you are so scared of when you leave that cave, you think that that cheetah is like, you have no idea where it's at, right? You don't hear it anywhere, but like if the cheetah found you 
less than a mile away before, it could find you again. That experience was so scary. And now you have like this injury on your leg. Like you're like, that was so scary. And I almost like, I almost got eaten, but I somehow managed to get away. We're not going out there again. I'm staying in this cave. And maybe there's, let's say there's like a tree within distance. Let's say it's an apple tree. Of course, there's no apple trees in Serengeti where there's like a cheetah probably, but let's just make believe. And you're able to you start getting hungry at this point. Let's say it's only like day two. You're terrified to go out, but you're freaking starving. So you run to the tree, ran back and you get a couple apples. Oh my gosh, you're excited. You got to eat. So you were able to come out of the cave for a little bit for food because you were starving, right? Again, another stress response, but you're chilling in the cave still. You're not, you're like not moving out of there. And let's say down the ways, you can see that there's like a village. You can see, you can hear like movement. You can see that there's people pretty, you know, within distance, but it's pretty, it's far. Okay. And you're just like, there's people alive out there. They're doing their thing. And I'm over here stuck in a cave and you're terrified to get out. I want you guys to picture that that's what it's like to stay in your comfort zone. You are only surviving. And not only are you only surviving, but you are, the reason you're stuck there is because you're only referencing and using your memory of that cheetah that attacked you. And that's the fear of getting attacked again is what's keeping you from moving out into like where that village is close and you can like get out and be with people. You guys, that's the comfort zone. You're only surviving. You're not thriving. If you're in the village and you're out doing your thing, you're thriving in the world. But if you're stuck out of fear, there's nothing fun about that. There's nothing fun about your comfort zone. Yes, it keeps you safe, but you are alone. You're literally stuck. Being in a cave, you guys, there's just nothing. There's nothing thrivable. Is that a word? That's not a word. We make up words on this podcast. You guys know that. You're just surviving. You're just staying alive. You're just literally nothing great about it. Yeah, you run out for food for apples every now and then, but who knows how many apples are going to be in there with the seasons change, right? And there's no more apples. What are you going to do then? And I want to offer that. You may seem like, like it may look like you're fine. You're like, well, Annabelle, you know, there's just no animals here and, and I'm, I'm not getting bitten by anybody or I'm not getting chased anymore. That was so scary. You know, there's, there's food nearby and, you know, I, I managed to make a bed out of whatever the heck was in the cave. So I'm okay. And yeah, listen, you're alive, but you're not thriving. You're just surviving. And that's literally what happens for so many of us when we just settle for living a mundane life because we're too scared to do the thing that we know is going to make get us set us free. Not only set us free, but just have you thriving in the world. And you guys, this isn't a true life. This isn't like, this isn't what God made you for. God wants you to thrive and live out abundantly with people and connect like you will being alone in a cave like man should not be alone god wants you with other people and not only that when you're alone and you're in survival mode you guys internally what's going on with your nervous system you may look calm like you're just chilling in a cave but i promise you i promise you your internal system is exhausted if you're in survival mode if you're always on the lookout having nightmares about the damn cheetah you're always thinking that he's around the corner. He's going to come back and get you. You're always in fear. You are exhausted. And when you're exhausted, you will start going a little coop. And I, and I don't say that to be judgmental or like, like pejorative. Like I promise you, you get tired. You look normal on the outside, but internally, the constant survival response, that constant survival state is so unhealthy for you. 
you will start thinking that thing you're going to see things like when someone is exhausted, you have your stress levels, the cortisol, like inflammation will happen. You guys, it is nothing short of dying. I wouldn't even call it surviving at this point when you're in a constant state of fear because you don't want to do the thing because you think you're going to get hurt again. And it makes sense because that thing was scary. And now listen, you're walking with a limp probably because of that injury, let's say. And now you think to the, I think I might be able to get to the village, but now I have an injury. Now I don't even know that I can run that well. And if I wasn't able to outrun the cheetah before, healthy. Now that I'm sick, now that I have an injury, I'm going to get, I'm really going to get it this time. And so it makes sense that you're, you even have like, you feel like you have proof of why you can't do it because you have that injury. But what I want to offer is that you, when you stay stuck because of fear, you are going to be exhausted. You're under so much stress. You have, you're creating so much inflammation. You are ex- again, so tired and you may not feel it like, like mentally, but I promise you in internally, your body is constantly in stress response. It is beyond tired. And this is such an unhealthy place to, to keep yourself in. I heard TD Jakes give a, a sermon recently, and he was literally talking about something really similar to this um, podcast that I'm recording today and that I'm sharing with you guys. And I remember I was texting my, my sister at the same time that I was that we were watching it. And I was like, dude, this is literally the, the next podcast that I'm going to record. And she's like, oh my God, what is, that's a great sign, whatever. And he said something so great. He said, when you're exhausted, when you're tired, you can feel like you don't have any power. You know, you could just, you could feel like I don't have the power to get out of the cave. Like I literally, I'm just so tired. And I believe it's not that you lost your power, that you're powerless, that you're helpless. It's really just that you need to rest. And if you rest a little bit, guys, you can get your energy up again and you can get your power back and you can literally be able to run, run to the village. It's not necessarily that you have no power, that it's just that you have a lack of energy and you just need to rest because un- when you're in survival states, your internal system, you guys, I'm telling you, I want to say this a couple times because I want you to understand what happens to your internal system is it's working so hard because you're constantly in fear. If you're walking around in so much fear of things that like really quote unquote scary, but in this day and age, right, we're talking 2022. Certain things can feel scary. A relationship can feel scary. Um, Getting a divorce can feel scary. Starting a new job can feel scary. Losing weight can feel scary. Um, Applying for a job can feel scary. I get that. But it's not scary to the point of stress response, right? But if you think something is is fearful, your body says, oh, we got to put into stress. We got to go into stress response so we can survive this. And what I want you guys to consider is that when you're in your comfort zone, maybe you just need a little bit of rest. Just need a rest in order for you to like, calm yourself down, and then see if you can try to run to that village. Because I promise you the value, like the ROI, guys, of going to the village, I mean, you're with people again. You're connecting again. You're eating meals. You're you're getting taken care of. You can sleep in a bed. You're just like, you're not, there's no tigers there. And you have so many more resources to help you. Like, resources, any external resource that you can have, it's people, other people's brain, other people's bodies, right? Other people, money. There's so many external resources that you can get help to do the thing that you want. Coaching, I think is like one of the best external resources that you guys can get. Um, When something feels hard, if you hire somebody to help you or just ask for help, like family, your partner, whoever, friends, you can do it, right? Just need to rest sometimes or you need some resource. 
And because internally, when you're in survival state, you have no internal resources, right? It feels so impossible because your brain is telling you all these things that doubt that we're going to get killed by the cheetah if it comes back. And, and internally, you just don't have the emotional capacity. And then physically, you may not either, right? Because if you're stressed emotionally and mentally, then it's going to take a toll on your body. So sometimes you just need to rest. Sometimes you just need some resources, some, someone else to help you. And you can get to the village. You can get to thriving. You can actually thrive and be with people and do the thing you want. And like, I can't even imagine being stuck somewhere alone for months, like in a cave, so to speak, right? I was coaching somebody recently and I was, I kept on telling her like, you just, you, we want to get to the village. Like we're not going to, it's it's scary. I know it's scary to take that risk, but there's so much more to gain when the experience was scary, right? Getting chased like that, getting bit, feeling that pain. I, it makes sense why, but you're using the past to inform your future. And when it comes to that, it's that it just doesn't help you in that sense. It doesn't serve you. I can see why you're making that prediction. But when we're talking about something totally different that doesn't apply to your past, does it help to use that as a reference, as a reason why? Instead, you can use it as a reason to support you was what I would offer. Like I can tell myself, well, I did outrun the tiger, the cheetah. Like I actually did outrun cheetah. I made it safe into a cave and I've been surviving. I've been feeding myself and I've been living here for months. If I could do that, I could run to the, I think I can run to the, to the village. You can use that experience to help you, to support why you can, you can't actually get out. The costs of taking the risk, it's almost always, I don't even, I shouldn't even say almost, it's always worth it. But I, it makes sense why you get scared, but you can, you just give up when you stay in the comfort zone, you give up the possibility of what you can get if you go into the discomfort zone. And there's a lot of big ROIs there. You're thriving. You're with people. You can work. You can make money. You're, you know, you have comfort. There's a lot of, you have your own house and all the things, right? And I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't want to eat apples for the rest of my life. That's, that does not a life. So I hope this was helpful. I gave you guys kind of a picture of what, like what really happens in, in the comfort zone. You're just surviving. You're just, you're kind of stuck. And you're not opening your chance for the experience of what could happen if you felt that discomfort just a little bit, the fear of running to the village, right? And you don't give yourself the opportunity to see if you got it. Because not only can you get the result, right, of going to the village, also get the pride and the confidence and the trust in yourself from doing the hard thing. And I sometimes think that that's actually more valuable than the result that comes from the thing that you actually want. The internal strength, the, the confidence and the trust. Oh my gosh, you guys, that's priceless because you can use that to do anything. You build that up a couple times. Oh, your, your body and brain will let you could say, I'm going to, I'm going to make a million dollars this year. They're like, go ahead. Cause you did that thing. Remember you ran, when you ran away from that tiger girl, go ahead. I'm calling it a tiger. I'd say cheetah. <laughs> so I want to encourage you to ask yourself, like, am I staying in, am I just living in survival? Am I just staying in the comfort zone? Am I just surviving? Am I missing out the chance to thrive, to really live out my full potential? If I got a little bit uncomfortable, if I moved into the discomfort zone, what can I gain? What's the ROI of that? What's the ROI of the, of the comfort zone? And what's the ROI of the discomfort zone? I think you might be surprised by the answer. All right, guys, I'll see you next week. Hope you have a good one.